Welcome, welcome back. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And we are now covering the Carlton Team Analysis. We are. Uh, this episode to this one. is sponsored by Corona. Uh, label, Corona's. label out. Yep. Um, oh, that was that was a terrible cheers. And sponsored to, by mm-hmm. Chris's fridge. Excellent. Just the random beers left over from Christmas Day, actually, which is good. Um, so, Carlton, where Carlton, did we start? Uh, we did get asked to be I suppose tired. we start at the bottom. Oh, that's worse than my jokes. <laughs> that was good. That's that not. There are a lot of uh, Carlton fans. We've got to be a little bit sensitive towards them. Who, who said to be kind, Chris? Uh, KShep46 46 says, uh, please be kind to Carlton. Okay. So we'll try We'll try for you, mate. We'll see how we go. Look, they are super coach relevant. And that's one of the good things about uh, Carlton this year is that if you're going to talk about anything positive, it's their super coach and the way that they, the way they play there. I do agree, cool. except I feel like... Um, their dealings with Adelaide kind of put the hex on them a little bit, Chris. Yep, fair enough. Well, they traded away their first round, well, switching a first round picks for next year. And once they did that, they've got the injury uh, curse from Adelaide. Yeah. Um, Doherty, who was going to be very high. Oh, that picked. was upsetting. Oh, that makes Doherty, me sad. Sam Doherty going down with an ACL in preseason after coming back from last season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that makes me sad because I mean I know Libertori's done it a couple of times, and I feel sad for Libba because he'll no longer be able to do the Dougie. But um, <laughs> well, the the interesting stat is, and this is it sucks for sport, and this is why there needs to be a ton of research put into it. But with any ACL surgery from a professional sporting athlete, there's a twenty five percent chance that they'll do it again. Yep, that's in like that's a high percentage chance that you won't pl- you won't uh, you'll do your knee again at any point in time, which is why people like. You know, what's his Alex, oh, whatever. You got, from, you got Menzel, the guy from GWS, the big forward. Yep. Um, Alex Patton, Johnson. Patton from, as well. Yep. Yep, Johnson. Continually doing uh, knees, and it's it really sucks. And I oh, really Sydney. hope we yeah, see... Johnson. I really hope we see Sam Docker do his best again, because he had an absolutely stellar couple of years before... Um, yeah, injury, injury well, curse strikes. The worst case scenario, he's a, a coach in waiting. Mm-hmm. Yep, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> That's his fallback. He's probably just, yeah, he's the just doing guy. a lot of study. Maybe playing a lot of Fortnite. Who knows? He's doing the Jamie Elliott. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, team overview. So, look, it was looking promising for their draft period, but there's nothing really great to say about their season, um, to be fair. Uh, two wins for the entire year made Carlton really the easy beats of the competition. Um the, the only thing that they can really hang their hat on, and this is for UK Shep, is you effectively ended Essendon season <laughs> in uh, in rounds. Um, they missed the eight by one game and considerable percentage to Geelong, um, but that one game was losing to Carlton. <laughs> See what I did there? I, I gave I give them a compliment. I tear them straight down. I tear I tear them straight down. <laughs> um, Look, uh, they didn't have a single uh, game loss of under 10 points. So they literally just got battered in every game. Their average losing margin was 49 points, including three losses by over 100. Their average losing margin was 49 points. There is nothing, unfortunately, good to say. They are literally a rabble. Um, I feel like the longer we do this, Chris, the louder you start to speak. It's true. It could it's be what the beers. Yeah, because probably is. You have a point there. Now, draw, div- draw difficulty, they didn't really get a great draw. <laughs> you follow that up by yelling now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. 
Um, they have the 11th easiest draw, so they're not even mid-table with their draw. Um, they've had a pretty tough one. They play Richmond twice, so there's two wins. Lock it up for Richmond. They play Sydney twice. Lock that up. Dogs twice. Who knows what the dogs this year. Chris, you're very quick to lock that uh, Sydney win in. Yep, I am. Gold Coast beat them. So what? <laughs> that the anomaly. Okay, yeah, right. sorry. Go it's on. The, it's the exception, not the rule. Continue. Uh, and then they play St Kilda and Gold Coast. And I do envisage St Kilda being a lot better this year than uh, they were last year. So do I. Um, so really the only other team that they should beat, well, hopefully, is Gold Coast. I think that they will be better than Gold Coast. So we'll see, we'll see what we go there. Um, they've got four six-day breaks, which is low by league standard, but they have a really tough start with Richmond, Port and Sydney in the first three rounds before Gold Coast and the Dogs. They could very well be 0-5 and, and, and this train just keep going. Like... It's it's not getting uh it's not getting any better for them that's for sure. I I see things starting to turn around. They got some youth finally. It'll be kind of like what Brisbane produced not this yeah, season maybe the one youth, the one before. This I see. I think they're about a year or so behind Brisbane at this yeah, point. I reckon um, two years behind Brisbane. I think I think they'll start to do sim- hopefully similar to what we did this year and start to be more competitive. If so manage to get Josh Kelly next games. year, then it'll change their seasons for sure. Um, we'll see how that goes. They couldn't even land Dylan Shield and he liked them. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, um, their buy round is buy round 14, not great from an upgrade standpoint. So you really got to start with the players in Carlton. You can't really, you know, plan to have them in round 15. Yes. Which only leaves a player or two. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and the off season. Outside of rookies. Off season that they, uh, they, they recruited in Mitch McGovern, who I don't think is going to be very, uh, super coach relevant. Um, Alex Vasolo. Um, Will Setterfield and Nick Newman. So of those, Will, Will Setterfield and Nick Newman become draft. Uh, sorry, a supercoach relevant. Um, I don't think Alex mm-hmm. Solo at all is, and Mitch McGovern. I don't think either. Uh, they only lost draft picks, so um, it wasn't like they lost anyone of note. Uh, we've got Swizz here says uh, Blues to win three games, uh, Suns by two, and they'll steal another one. Probably Essendon. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, I tell you what, it would be hilarious if Essendon falter this year and don't make the eight. It'd be riots. There will be riots. Yeah. And I would laugh very much. Um, anyway, well, so... It'd be funnier if they made it in, they came fifth, and then they got knocked out for right? one. Yeah. Favourites. Yeah. Big favourites. Now, they do have a lot of good rookies that are supercoach relevant, so we'll quickly go through those as well. Yes. Um, Sam Walsh, I think everyone um, knows who Sam Walsh is. Yes. Um, and Ben... Uh, oh, the Ford... Matt uh, McKay? Harry McKay. Harry McKay. Harry, Harry Sorry, his, bro- his brother's, his brother's um, Ben. Uh, he, he said, Sam Walsh, awesome. Get on him for Supercoach. Like, yeah. yeah, lock him up. But, well, he'll play round one. But, I don't think there's any question that he'll play. To I, be fair, I can't trust him, uh, Harry to play AFL, let alone to make Supercoach calls. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Actually, we'll I'm excited with Harry this year. I think he can go, can go play. I think he's so interesting. We'll- um, the better thing is with uh, Sam Walsh is because they do have the last buy, mm-hmm. you can really maximize the profitability and keep him playing. And then through the buyers, and then get and then upgrade him. Yeah, it's the perfect position for that. The problem is, is that the number one pick as far as Supercoach relevance goes in, in standard, it's like a hit and miss ratio where they're good once every couple of years, two yeah. or three years. You might get one that's actually profitable, like McGrath, profitable. Well, Weedering was really, really good. But yeah, oh, his, pass mark. Weedering yeah. was not too bad. Early, he was great. Early was great. Good, great numbers. McGrath was good. Cam Rayner, Sprainer, whoever selected him, we told you to avoid. Yeah. No good. 
Um, but Sam Walsh, you're paying for it. You are. But I think with Walsh, you might be safe. Yes, but yeah, then like um, Callum Mills was good back in the day. That was good to have a couple in there. So I think this year Sam Walsh could be a very good option, particularly yeah. if you want to put a little bit more money on top of a Benel. Yeah. Um, so here's just well, some and random well. stats about uh, about Sam Walsh. So he's. Uh, 184 centimetres and 74 kilos. So he definitely needs to hit the gym, but I think he'll be fine there. Um, he's got elite skills and elite running ability. Um, second in the yo-yo test, third in the two-kilometre time trial. So he's well, fit as a fiddle. Chris, the last time he hit gym, he ended up in court. <laughs> That's classic gym. Classic uh, gym. getting knocked out. Um, great leadership qualities. So he captained the Geelong Falcons, captained the, uh, sorry, co-captained the Geelong Falcons, captained Vic Metro, and was named the captain in the All-Australian team. Average 32 disposal in attack cup. Average 29 disposal at the under-18 carnival. And by champion data is uh, listed as the most consistent um, midfielder for the last five years at, at draft level. So, yeah, I think he's one that he might, like, and I don't know how we'll go. I think you'd be hard-pressed to not start him. There'd have to be a lot of rookie mids that outperform him in, the, say, the JLT. To yeah, not that are start cheaper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like cheap right. options that'll get a gig. Yeah. So I do think that he's one that actually will um, come to fruition and be really good. So yeah, normally I'm not too keen on expensive uh, rooks, but I, I think I might for this one. Now speaking of inexpensive rooks, um, Liam Stocker. Yes. So the one keen. that very I think most people have him again. Most people heard will, about him as well. Yep. Uh, they rated him as a top six mid, yep. or a top six pick in the draft. End up sliding. Um, to pick well 18. Yeah, pick 18. Yeah. They traded uh, Adelaide for their pick to get their man. So they're keen on him and he's cheap, Chris. Yes. Now, apparently Richmond were keen um, and that's why that they traded into that pick. So um, we'll see. How, it, it doesn't look like it's going to work out well for them. They, that pick swap thing seems like it's going to be really I bad. I think it'll but... still be... Well, yeah. I think it'll still be a fairly good win depending on oh, how... Sorry, Adel- was it? Depends on how Adelaide do. It was Adelaide, wasn't it? Sorry, yeah, it depends. Richmond, no, yeah. If, uh, depends on how Adelaide do. No, the, uh, Richmond were keen on him yeah. but they had to trade in to position themselves ahead uh, but if Adelaide do really well and can't do really bad I think it works out like eight eight place difference so if yeah. they do bad and Adelaide do well it's going to make a loss for them um, but yes <laughs> someone's just commenting on that Twitch stream and I don't think it's anything to do with Twitch anyway um, now some awesome stats about Liam Stocker he's an AFL ready player 183 centimeters and 83 kegs so the guy's built like a unit which is good he missed the under-18 championships with a broken jaw and a shoulder in- in- injury saw him miss the draft combine. So maybe that's why he slid. They rated him a lot earlier, but not a lot of people um, got to see him or didn't know what he was about. He averaged 22 disposals, in five, including five clearances and four tackles in the TAC Cup. Um, 13 contested possession average. So most of his possessions are contested. So that goes to show the sort of player he is. He won the Morris medal for the TAC Cup. Um, he lacks legitimate pace, but he's likened to a Jack Steele. So tackles, nice. inside ball winner. Um, I like guys that playing can get, under Crips. I like guys that can get their own ball, particularly yeah. early picks, because otherwise you end up being like a James Ash and rely on people getting the ball for you. Yeah. And then you struggle more because you need your opponent, like you need your teammates to win the ball and hit you on the outside instead of actually winning the ball yourself. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they struggle more. So right now in my side, in my starting side. So see how we go there. Uh, the other two picks are pretty irrelevant, but Finn Burrow's wire, 190-centimetre forward, uh, project player, 74 kilos, just uh, considered to have really good agility. We'll see how he goes. Uh, and Ben Silvani, um, obviously the name, uh, needs no instruction, uh, but he's two inches taller than his, his brother Jack, and he's 196 centimetres. 
So he's, uh, he's fairly tall. Uh, true key position prospect who is pretty raw, but plays at either end. He had a serious thumb injury that left him to only play three games this year. Um, so 84 kilos though, 196 centimeters. I don't think he's going to get ahead of McKay or any of those other projects that they've got coming through, but he could play this year. Was that Stocker grew up in China? Also doesn't play as AFL. So what? He grew up in China. Oh, as long as others. Yeah. Oh, cool. So maybe he's got a Chinese name we can call him by. Um, or just put on the accent. A stalker. Now, the other things that they've got... <laughs> what? That's like an Asian accent. I don't know. I'm not very good. Who knows? Anyway, um, so they did obviously get as well Hugh Goddard. So um, good that he obviously got a uh, another shot at AFL level. I do think that he's got more to give. He may get a shot now too. And I think he might. So he he's, may do. He's, he's cheap. I think he's only 160K um, in Supercoach. 196 uh, centimetres and 95 kegs. Yeah, he had a bad run with injury, but if he gets if he gets yeah. a look in, in defence, he, he could be worth the option, I think. Averaged 19 disposals per game in the last six rounds of the VFL in 2018 and earned a senior recall in round 22, um, but someone to watch in the JLT. So yep. uh, Hugh Goddard on my watch list. Yeah, Carlton defence will be a bit funny and fickle. I mean, you've got Marchbank, you've got... You know, Plowman, a whole range of players. Um, I think you just need to keep an eye on yeah. who, who they're using anyway. So, um, And lastly, uh, I just want to have a look at uh, Tom Bug as well. So he played um, played forward all back at GWS. Um, he's that, that niggly player that can get under someone's skin, and they uh, think that he's going to be a four-pocket pressure player, which doesn't really bode well great for Supercoach, but someone to keep an eye on. So I find it funny how people are saying, oh, let's see who takes Doherty's role, but... Docker didn't play at all last year, so really they've just added more defense depth. Yeah. Which so is, which is, it's still like who's going to get the most Supercoach profitable role, but yeah. it's not like who's taking Doherty's mm-hmm. role because they've just played a whole 12 months without Doherty. So it's, you know, I'd be interested to see the shift in how they want to play the game and whether they're going to be more offensive from their defense line. I don't think they can be. I, like, I would love them to... Shut up shop for another year? <laughs> just, like, help their percentage out. And not get spanked by an average of 49 points a game. Yep. Like, the, the supporters, they're, 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 I really feel bad for Cullen supporters, but then I don't. <laughs> like, honestly, they, they just need something to hang their hat on. They're lucky they've got Patrick Cripps. Is that the Collingwood in you talking? It, it, or is it's that possibly the, the Collingwood in me talking. It's funny, like, my old man hates Carlton, and not because of anything. I actually quite like Carlton. Um, Carlos, it's, our friend that passed away, yeah. big, big Carlton fan. So I've actually been... Yeah, Carlos. They've been, like, my second team as, you know, taking on board for a friend of mine. But um, my old man hates them because they were tanking to get low picks, and now they're still horrible. <sighs> so... Just let it be known, tanking does not work. I, no. think, I think that's one thing we've learned over Melbourne and Carlton. Yes. Tanking does not work. So no. good coaching systems, yeah, try and win as much as possible and creating winning Yes, uh, and culture. get the ball into Charlie Kernow's hands, guys. Oh, dude. Like, that guy, could he could be anything if they would deliver the ball to him at a half-decent <sighs> height that he can run onto. Just, oh, don't, you got me like, you, you want to fire me up. You're talking about Charlie Kernow. Now, we will go into the players that are see relevant. Um, now, Patrick Cripps, I think, is speaks for himself. Yes. We start off with the big dog. I got him in the fourth round in draft. Oh, man. So good. So much so value good. last year. Now, unfortunately, this year he comes in at 648K, which makes him, the I think, the third or fourth most expensive player this year. Yeah, he had a, he had a cracking year. He's a, a contested bull. Yeah, uh, And the fact that he also got so many um, Brownlow votes is I think outstanding I think he will win a Brownlow at some stage he oh, might I, think he, I think he's a gun I just 
He, if they won more games, he wins the Brownlow, right? Well, he's doing he it all. That good a year. He got beaten up still, and yeah. he was sore for part of it, yeah. and still scoring well. But how long can you do that? Well, you and know, he did have a couple of injury issues previously. So am I that, starting him at full price? I think no. So here's here's the other thing. I think he'll play more forward this year because they've got those two new mids that will come in and take some mid time. They wanted to play more forward last year. In the first couple of games, he got forward and leading up and taking marks and kicking goals. Now, that could really help his average or it could hinder him because he does get a lot of his points from clearances. So I'm not sure how that will transition, but I don't. I would never say that starting Patrick Cripps is a bad thing to do. No, but I think then, he'll be a very, very popular super coach player. I think he's going to be... Too popular for me to start. I don't know about so, that. So, uh, K Shep says hashtag trust the process. Carlton draft MB with the gross pick. <laughs> <laughs> what am I missing? Oh, so do you know, do you know who Joel Embiid is? No, he plays for the Philadelphia 76ers. Right, he's, he's in the talk for the MVP this year, but um, plays alongside Ben Simmons. Yes, and their whole thing is trust the process. So for this is what. Philadelphia did. So Philadelphia went out and they just went to the draft and went to the draft and went to the draft and got all these draft picks. The only one that's really worked out for them was Embiid now. And then last year, um, uh, they got, uh, two years ago, they got Simmons. Everything else has been a bust. Every other draft has been a bust. So they just went and got a free agent and Jimmy Butler and now they're competitive. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> trust the process. But now we're not going to trust the process. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah. Uh, okay, so also uh, Swizz says... Could Cripps be a pod over Neil? No. He's not going to... Oh, pod. I don't think he's going to... I think they'll be in just as many t- teams as each other, right? Yeah, I think after the hype this year gone, I think... Yeah, like if if Cripps was 7%, I reckon I'd take it. Mm. I reckon I'd take it on. But I think he'll end up being like 15%, 20%. I think Lockie Neil will be about the same. I mean, look, he's an uber premium. He had five games of 150-plus scores last year, which is just in 150-plus. Like That's huge. Oh, it's just insane. He had a 54 in round 11. He looked like he'd been absolutely shot in that game. And he had a 54. And we even posted like a picture of him with the Walking Dead. Like, yeah. That was great by Stonesy. Um, uh, can he replicate his form? Yes, I, I think that he definitely can. It will just depend on is it up or is it down based on his mid minutes uh, and mid and forward time. I think that that's the only thing. Um, you've also got um, players such as Sam Pudrowski seaton and Sam Fisher that Carlton have as well in that midfield that they want to get more mid-minutes mid- mid- into. So is that going to impact him uh, positively or negatively? And I, I don't know the answer to that question. I'm hoping positively. Um, but for that reason, it probably casts a bit of a shadow on a 650k player for me. Um, so I'd rather, and I don't know. At this point, I'm not starting him, but I quite could. Yeah, no, I'm the same. I wouldn't be against He's not in my side at the moment, but if he's low enough ownership, I would swing my way. Yeah. Now, the the other one that uh, is probably getting overlooked and is going to be unique this year, in my opinion, is Cade Simpson. 570k defender, so very expensive. I'm I'm overlooking. It's the most expensive he's ever been, but uh, 13 of his 14 seasons, he's averaged 92+. plus. Missing only six games in 13, but 14 see, years. See, this this sounds like the kind of write-up you'd give Brendan Goddard before he fell off the wagon. No way. Is there pretzels nearby? Cause... <laughs> oh, wow. Um, look, he I, I was not on the train last year because I didn't think that he would be able to um, have big numbers with Doki going down. I thought they were going to have someone else come in, blah, blah. It just looks like it's more of the same. It's like, okay, well, Doki's out. Simpson, it's you. And he takes kickouts. Is the I think the third or fourth highest kickout taker in the league. But will they do it now? Now that they can run on and boot it as far as you can, 
do you think A, he's a bit too old to run too fast to gain those metres, and B, too old to kick it that far? He can't kick far. That's he's what no, I mean. He's no long So, kick. therefore, I think his kickouts are now redundant. What he does do, though, which I think really helps his super coach, is that he does take the small chip on offer. Takes a small chip and the handball received to kick it outside. 50. Yeah, but now you don't have to a small chip. Now, oh, you can, now, you can play, now you can play on a kick long. Yeah, he which... did play on a lot. So, what, what I mean by that is maybe it won't have such an impact on his scoring because of the way that he handled his kickouts because he I was think, gaining points from them anyway. I think he won't kick out. So we'll see how we'll see how that goes. Well, you think about it. You can get a younger guy that can then, without having to chip it and run and do a little chip, you can just play on someone that will actually be able to get some acceleration and a long kick. They'll be able to kick the ball. True, but... It'll go into, like, onto the wing. and That's all conjecture, isn't it? It's like, Simpson, how a team's going to structure If Simpson plays team. on and kicks it, he'll end up about 55 metres out. Yeah. If you get a young guy, even Newman, big boot, right? Yep. Run, he might be able to pick up a good 10 metres and then kick it 50. You end up 60, you end up on the wing. You know what I mean? So depending on how they go, I don't think Simpson being old, and yes, he's accurate, but I don't see them doing a little 20-metre chip like they used to have to do or play on and kick it 40 metres. I see it. He might not get as much. Whether that happens or not, I want to see, but I'm saying... I don't know, he's just old. <laughs> he's old, and look... He's just you old. You could make any he's argument old. against him and say he's just old. Yeah. Like, that, that, that's that's it. If Father yeah. Time can finally catch up, and it couldn't happen quickly. Yeah. So, I don't... Get your super mate. <laughs> but, I mean, he's got the runs on the board. He had he had his best year ever last year. He had five score uh, five games of 130-plus. I think at very least, what, his top six? Mm, top ten. Oh. <sighs> I can't. I can't say definitively he's top six. People could overtake him. I, I mean, mean, I'm with, on the Simpson. Is anyone else? Chat out on Twitch if you're. With it in, with it could overtake Simpson. I don't know. About I mean, that. Uh, yeah, five to one odds, but sure, with it in could overtake Simpson. I think there's a bet coming on. <laughs> with yeah. it in versus Simpson, five, I'll to, take that. five to one. No, no, but I'm not taking five, five to one. Five to one. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, if you win, I'll give you ten bucks. If you um, lose, you give me fifty. <laughs> that's not. That's not a great bet for me. <laughs> I, think um, I think it's accurate odds, though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, no, I think it's, it's accurate odds. Anyway, um, now we'll move on from Simpson. I think he's going to be a good option, but it's each to their own. I think he's going to be great draft, but I think he'll go early in draft. Um, whereas you know you might not want to take him so high. We'll see how we go. Oh come on, man! I'm talking a lot. Do you want to talk more? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, um, the only real last premium to really talk about is Mark Murphy, but I, I don't really see him as a premium anymore. He's more of a mid-process. 501k. Um, it just looks like he's done, and I think that his minutes in midfield will go down um, with, again, the um, addition of all these new mid-talent. Do you remember the year he was actually killing it? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, 111 or 114 or something averaged. Um, I just think it's time to avoid Murphy. I think that we can't rely on, on uh, Mark Murphy for decent Supercoach scores this year. Here's my theory. What's that? I'm going to treat him the same as Lockie Murphy. <laughs> Never, ever just avoid him. <laughs> avoid Murphys in general. <laughs> All Murphys. Um, so, Never trust says, him. Simpson, no thanks. Um, Williamson and Newman play more time there, potentially. And we will get to them. They are on my list as well. The only other one I put in here is that they are premium price, but never touching him ever again is Ed Kernow, so he can go get stuffed. So it's also said we could be right about Cripps playing more forward. This is true. Yeah, Fisher, Dow, Kennedy, Kernow, Walsh, Stoker. Um, you could be right about Cripps playing more yeah, forward. Yeah, that's exactly fair. right. That's fair. Um, and, it, and a lot of those are inside types. That's the thing. So they've definitely recruited because they want to take the pressure off Cripps, which is a smart move. Mm-hmm. And he's, what, 194? He's a, he's a big, big boy. boy. Apparently, he's doing uh, less of the impressive pull-downs and a little bit more of the Pilates. 
Is he just trying to stretch his foot? I don't get it. <laughs> Better reach. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, for okay. the marking. Good one. I was, can, I was. No, trying you can do to... visual jokes now. We're on, we're on Twitch. I was YouTube. supporting Check your. Check out our channels. I was supporting your forward theory. Yeah, I like it. Um, so here's the thing with Ed Kernow, because I just want to say this once, and I'll never talk about Ed. You Kernow can talk about Ed Kernow all you like. Charlie Kernow. Yeah. Ed Kernow bit. averaged 114 over his first 10 games. Wait for it. What did you? What did I tell you by that point? Yeah, you know, in the eleventh game is when I traded I said, him. In. <laughs> I said when you brought him in. No, no, he's a great option. He's consistent. I was like, dude, he's going to average. This... I want to listen back because I said he's going to average you like one oh seven for the year. And what did he drop to? Oh, no, way worse. <laughs> way worse. I said, so I said he was going to drop. Here's Ed. Here's Ed Kerdow for you. Um, <laughs> the the game I was going to trade in Patrick Cripps. Right, the game I was going to do it. Patrick Cripps goes fifty four. He looks like he's been absolutely hit by a Mack truck. Yeah, I said, right? I said get on him. Kuno goes one twenty or one thirty or something. I'm like, yeah, all right. Here's the thing. He's going to take over the midfield. It's going to be fantastic. Let's get on the Ed train. Trade him in. He goes ninety point five over the next eleven games. Ninety. <laughs> <laughs> Even Barry averaged more. Yeah, <laughs> it was so bad. Oh, oh. so. I will never, ever say a positive word about Ed Kernow ever again. I was skeptical. For everyone that was listening, I was skeptical. I was skeptical. Um, So, Swizz actually has a great question that we'll get to. It's um, rank these uh, guys as draft options, which is uh, Sam Fisher, Paddy Dow, and uh, Sam Petrescu. Oh, jeez. So, we will will have a look at that because they're in my next little area on mid prices. That's tough, too. Uh, But, yeah, I did warn you about Ed Kernow. I've literally got written here, Burn Man Never Again. Let's see if we can get that up on the screen. Uh, Speaking of... Burn Man Never Again. Get in there. (laughs) (laughs) Did I see some swear words here? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, Um, Anyway, so I did warn you, though, when you tried to pick him, I said he's a bad option. I outside the box, bro. Bad option. His his stats were incredible. (laughs) I don't care about his stats. I tried not to go with my gut feel, and everyone was getting on Crips. I'm like, nah, he's gone. Did you see the the game? (laughs) There comes a point. There comes a point. Right, where Bryce Gibbs does well, and you go, surely it's not going to last. And that was the exact feeling I had about Ed Kerr now. <laughs> yeah, and you were riding the hype train. Mm-hmm. You were like, no, no, but the stats are good. For 11 games, he's killed He was it. in like 2% of teams as well. I thought I could take this. <laughs> 2% too many. Yeah, apparently. exactly right. Uh, anyway, so yes, fair call. Right. Go on. Let's jump on the mid-prices, and we'll try and... There is quite a few, so... Uh, we'll try and get through these as quickly as possible. But like I said, there are a lot of Carlton players that are relevant this year, um, especially in draft, but um, in some standard. Um, knock it off with Alex Vasolo. That's the first one. I don't think he's going to be at all draft relevant. I would be surprised if he even gets regular games. Um, he can get you the odd ton, but nah, not for me. He's 250k, which means that he's almost rookie price. So yeah, if it if you, if you see that if you think that he's going to play. 10 games, of, you know, the first 10 rounds, he might be someone that you, you have on there as, say, an F5 or something. Yeah, just, but, if, if anything, just watch him. Um, if you're in an 18-man draft league, I don't mind it as one of your last bench picks. Yeah. You, you should be able to get him so late. So late, it doesn't even matter. True. Uh, otherwise, just watch him. Uh, if he starts to show some good signs, then yes. But even then, like, he averaged 80-odd with a couple of good 100 games for Collingwood when they were actually winning games. Mm-hmm. Carl don't win games. So, I mean, no offense, um, but yeah, definitely not a good option, I feel. so. Definitely not. And I, I think you're right there. Now, I just want to show uh, the people at home here. 
Um, a little bit of a person I like to call Charlie Kernell. <laughs> oh, a bit of a vendetta. Oh, I've, looks I've, got, I've got a bone to pick with him, that's all I'm saying. Um, so I'm just going to flick over to the webpage here and we're going to have a quick squiz. Hold on one moment. Here we go. And let's transition that over. Beautiful. So we're looking at, uh, this is a website called footywire.com. Yep, I love footywire. Um, and we use it for a lot of our stats for Supercoach. Very relevant. But if you scroll down here and you can have a look at his round values, look look at this run that he had. 110, 108, 38, classic. <laughs> 114, and then he just drops off a cliff. 36, 107, 56, 81, 48, 28. <laughs> 28 was the winner for me. They couldn't couldn't take a mark, couldn't do anything, couldn't kick the ball, couldn't get the ball, by Petrarca the way. Petrarca only needed, was it 12 or 16 to beat you in the bet? It was so good. He's just frustrating because he got so much potential and he can win games. Well, he started off so well. 126, 96, 86, 76, uh, 73, 86. Look at, that, look at those first six rounds. Oh, mate, I was toast in that in our bet. Oh, I was toast man. until those last four rounds. So good. But, um, yes. Um, so yeah, he's he just, just dropped off a cliff here, and it just it just really upset me. So that being said, seventy seven point five um, natural growth, he could be a very good draft option, but I would not pick him in yeah, standard. Exactly. Would right. you go there, Chris, or is no, it all Kernels? All Kernels no, done. No cap. Oh, never again. I will be no. skipping on him. Bet bet burn. No man. no no. No way. No bet. chance. Maybe a lot <laughs> drop. If he's available in draft, I've got no one else to pick, and I have to go him. I'll go him. But that's about it. Like that's, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. I'd go him. It hurt me too much. I'd go him because I love him now. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, now, Zach Fisher is someone that I think eventually will be a premium selection. I think he's absolutely amazing. Um, but it's just a matter of time. Um, he's does He offers something that not a lot of the other mids do, which is why I like him. So, Zach Fisher has just got that explosiveness and that turn of pace that you know, they didn't really they haven't drafted other players into that role. A lot of their players are fairly one-paced. You've got him and you've got SPS that have that that real get up and go. Outside of that, they're very one-paced, big-body midfielders. And then you've got Paddy Dow is a little bit more that sort of silky skills. He's small, but you know whatever. Um, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes there. But um, I really do like Zach Fisher. He's three ninety-two k forward mid. I don't know about standard, but I'm um, definitely a draft option. Definitely draft option. Yep. No, I'm, I'm pretty keen. Probably a little bit expensive to be wanting to take a risk on him. So we'll see. Yeah, no. Nah. Um, Sam Pedrotsky-Seaton. Um, I actually thought last year would be a breakout year for him, and I'm, I'm really hoping it does. He has played 42 games entering his third year, and he's still averaging what he's averaging, which is depressing. Um, third year's the year, though, mate. Third yeah, year so breakout. it could be a third-year breakout. Um the only anomaly usually, I mean, Oliver, and there's only a handful of others yeah, that sec- second year breakout. Normally, it's a bit, you know, up and I down. Think he's averaging 67 at the moment, which is just not nearly enough. So, again, a draft smoky, but um, I'm not really but sold on But you think about it, the better everyone gets around him, the worse his opponents will be. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, so, uh, he's, he's, he's only forward only, which is insane. So, he needs to be around the ball more. So, that could just be Carlton killing him, not getting any, any mid-time. And now they've just drafted more mids that should also get mid-time. So where's where's Sam's mid-time going to come? And for that reason, I think he's last on the list, um, Swizzy Taylor, in terms of draft selections. I'd probably put him last just because I just don't know when he's going to get mid-time or if he's going to get mid-time. Um, so, so who would be your first end, Fisher or Dow? So we've got – I would definitely take Fisher, but what is it between? So it's between Fisher, Dow, Fisher, Dow and SBS. Sam. I'd take, I'd take Fisher because I think that he offers something that's completely different that um, and he can play on a wing. Or he can play half forward as a link player, um, and his score's not necessarily 
uh, you know, a result of being inside the play. Um, Dow proved that I think he is definitely a midfielder and not a forward last year. Um, he needs to get more mid-time as well, but he just not, doesn't have the frame. So if he get, gets more mid-time this year, that'd be great, but I'm I think he not sold on it yet. Off-season? I, I want to see, see him. No, I want to see a photo of I want to see some JLT footage. I want to see him about five kilos heavier. Yeah. Right um, now, for me, it's it's um, it's Zach Fisher, Paddy Dow, SPS. And I'm going Dow Fisher, SPS. Okay. Just because, uh, just a bit of the footage, some of his marking ability yeah. up on the, you know, like lead up and actually holding onto a few. I don't mind him. And he actually, about and he's still Dow. slotted a couple of goals, so I think he has a little bit more upside. Yeah. Fish is probably the safer bet, but based on the upside, I'm going down. Paddy Dow could be an actual uh, smoking standard as well. Yep. He's cheap enough. He's 323k can and he a do an mid. Can he do an Oliver? Well, he might do. He might He might have a, a massive more burst mid? out. I mean, it, it, it's all relying on his mid midfield minutes, right? So if, if in the JLT, he could have just come out in the JLT and average 85, 90 in the JLT, and then you go, okay, well... I can consider him a, a nice, decent mid-price option. Well, hopefully he doesn't, and hopefully I'm watching the JLT before half-time. Yeah. He does definitely needs to go get in the gym more, that's for hey, sure. Hey, Chris, before half-time, like when you stole Oliver from me. <laughs> uh, Swiss Taylor said, uh, rank these, Philly's draft process, Carlton, the Australian batting lineup. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I think we all know where the Australian batting lineups are. Oh, <laughs> hang oh, on. Jeez, oh, I, I don't even know where to rank them. <laughs> Well, well, I think that at least the Phillies are winning now. Okay, so no, yeah, I'm going to say Phillies first. Yeah, yeah. Then Carlton, based on the fact that, uh, oh God knows. Oh, they actually no. I'm going to say no. Sorry, Phillies because they're getting it right. Hey, the Australian Australia, batting they won no, one no, no, in four. The right? Australian <laughs> batting lineup, yes, they have a 25 percent win ratio, so better than Carlton. Carlton last, based on the fact that a Australia will get their players back oh, that's in harsh. March, so it's only a short term problem, mm. and Carlton has a long term problem. That is unfortunate <laughs> for you and the clock. No, good good one by the way. Jesus, that's um, some, that's some bants. And uh, one there is Charlie Kurnow versus Dugowie going forward. Who? Oh, okay, so in super coach terms, I'm taking Dugowie every day of the week. I'm with this guy. Um, in terms of impact on games. Uh, Charlie Kurnow could go massive, but it, the swing's too high. Like, even Dugowie can still get some yeah. massive scores. But Dugowie, really, he's never going to get it. But he, at some point, he needs to play some midfield. Uh, he's too good to be sitting in a forward pocket for the rest of his career. But they just drafted in Dane Beams. Well, he's too good there's to not, be... There's no way he's getting more mid-minutes He's too year. good to be re-signing contracts playing forward pocket. <laughs> That's true. I, he, I wonder, he wants to play midfield. He wants to play midfield. I wonder if... He, re- he re-signed before Dane Beams came over. I wonder if Dane Beams had have come over, would he have re-signed? That's an interesting... He prospect. would have been like, oh, another guy in the midfield, I'm going to go sign elsewhere now. But they could have promised him mid-minutes. So they could have said, we're going to give you 10% more mid-time or something. So, like, who knows? They could promise the world, doesn't mean he's getting it. I mean, look at Jared Lawrence. He's But he's, he's one of their most dynamic <laughs> midfielders. You know, he can change a game like that. Like, that's what I th- don't understand. Why isn't he getting more mid-time? They've got enough people, especially with Jamie Elliott now back, your Dane Beam's now back yeah. and play forward. Why am I not getting more mid-time? My dog's getting more mid-time. Oh, yeah, it's... I actually see Dugowie switching a bit. Uh... <laughs> Dugowie dog joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually see Dugowie switching up with Dane Beam's a bit more. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about forward, that forward in mid, the next forward pod. Forward mid, yeah. That's so my pod. Chill out with that. That's my pod. But I, yeah, I'm taking Dugowie for, um, for the super coach and I'm taking Charlie Kernow for pure game impact. Yes. I think he's... Um, so for those that are listening to this later, whether it's on um, Spotify or even just uh, SoundCloud or whatever, on the, SoundCloud. on the audio, tune in, Player FM, 
you name it, we're on it. Rattling off names. Um, so if if you if we do happen to just quickly change topic, it's because on Twitch we are getting live uh, contributions. So live if you don't want to, well, if you don't want to wait a few days to listen to us when we actually upload the audio, then please um, follow us on uh, Twitch and join in live. Like I am stoked that we got some people commenting. Yeah, it's pretty awesome, hey. It is. It's great to have ten. Chris was you, Chris was in charge of all this. I just kind of was like, what you want to do, Twitch? I'm gonna be honest with you. I spent a lot of time researching this stuff. Like, yeah, like, it's taken um, up quite a few hours of my spare time. So well, when Chris said he wanted like, to, when Chris said he wanted to do Twitch, I just thought he you know had something wrong with his eye. Like, <laughs> my <argument. yeah. laughs> Shrek joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. um, now that that concludes that part of the segment. But uh, there's a couple more mid prices I want to go through. There's um, more to talk about, Carlton Cruiser. Oh, so, cruise on by. Um, so you're saying a big flat no, and I'm guessing it's because of his body, right? Well, I'm saying a big flat no because he's literally one irregular heartbeat away from a flat line. <laughs> Although, I did comment on someone... make jokes about him <laughs> potentially dying. Actually, yeah, sorry. He did I, have minor surgery um, to fix a... I think it might have been a murmur. I did, something in his heart. I did digress. Someone commented, um, for those that don't know, I put out a little post yesterday, a bit of a mock, like, burn man kind of mid-price madness. Um, I, was, I was more just interested to see how far you could spread your money. So I put out a little mock team. Uh, you want to throw that up, Chris? Or is that is that too far away? Uh, no, it's On not. On our Facebook? Not, not far um, away. Anyway, so we're going through, and I was I had to put Danger in. Even if you don't want him, you have to start with Dangerfield. So it was like Danger Man plus the Burn Man 2.0 team. And, um, geez, I had some absolute doozies in it. Um, Cruiser was in there, and a couple of guys were commenting on Cruiser being like, oh, surely, you know, you can't you can't pick Cruiser. And I was like, it's okay. I spoke to the Carlton board and they're carrying around defibs. The runners, <laughs> the runners are carrying around defibs with them. Pretty full um, And then some guys on Twitter got really offended being like, oh, you know, D- Dustin Munn's not a burn, man. I'm like, well, it's more based on they were expected to perform and they didn't. So it was the expectation team that right. did not perform. We'll, we'll so flick on, we'll flick on over Throw it over now. onto Twitch. Get in there with a the fade. Look at that. Well, that little fade up. <laughs> so, anyway. Have so a look if at that they team. can see that. Um, but, yeah, it was more the expectations versus what they delivered. And, um, yeah, it's a pretty good side, though. So, I'm sure there's quite a few people in there. But, um, yeah, don't get your panties in a, in a twist if you don't like it. You know, yeah. It's just a bit of fun. I mean, but, look, I understand the Zach actually, Williams call because, I mean, he was injured last year. So, I but know, we but were, expectation yeah, was, early. Early expectation was he was going to do well. Yeah. But I'm actually surprised how far your money goes. You know, you're looking at um, only what one rookie in the midfield, one rookie in defence. The problem is, that and the rest of it's amazing. It leaves you with, like I that sort of team that. leaves you in a hole if if I'm, if four of them don't perform. I might just leave them aside. No, you're not. Don't I don't might. be an idiot. That'd be hilarious. You know what you could do? Set up a burner team and just see how it goes through the year. That would be funny. But you're not allowed to run two. Just so you know, we don't advocate this. You don't. You're not allowed to run two super coach teams. I'm not winning money, Chris. Who are we kidding? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, you're in- ineligible if you run two teams. I do apologise. Yes, Cruiser. Um, they're carrying around um, defibs. The runners are yes. so. No, so I'm just going to quickly jump on. Uh, get a get a a little bit of a. Highlight reel for Matthew Cruiser here. That's a uh, Matthew Chris, if you Cruiser. Didn't, if you didn't plan it, pan it. If you didn't plan <laughs> what? I don't know what go. that means, but Matthew it sounds pretty highlights. But it I just want you I just want you to understand how good Cruiser is. I know he's amazing. Home, he was the highest averaging Ruckman for one year and a decade. Doesn't mean you have to select him. That's what let's just watch it all. Okay, so while this is playing. So here's the thing about Sam Cru- uh, Matt Cruiser is that he's only um, 432k this year, and 
there's really two ruckmen you should be looking at, at, at like in terms of premium rucks, and it's Grundy Gorn, right? If you're looking outside of that, it's who's going to provide the most value and who's going to average the most out of the other ones, right? Goldstein. So I like Goldie as a choice. Someone who's also interested is, is Nan Curtis. But those two are premium ruckmen. They're, what, 550k-ish, which all thereabouts. You got Cruiser at 430k, a little bit more value, you can do a little bit more with the cash. You then got Longer and Mason. Those are pretty much your options. I think the Cruiser is a great option, considering he's got the runs on the board in terms of his scoring ability. However, it's his body. Is he going to get you enough games as a stepping stone? Or is he going to be the next best run? He has um, not missed a session this off-season, so after he had surgery, he has not missed a, se- a, a session at all. Um, I think he could do anything. I'm really, I'm, I'm excited about it. Well, he could do anything. He could be the next women's AFL coach because he won't be playing football. <laughs> it's not like it's a bad thing. I'll tell you what, Lob has a better chance of playing this season than Cruiser. No, no, he's, no, he's, he's going to be there. Okay, I, do, I do joke, I am with you there. Cruiser is a good option. Uh, my point is, is that... Um, you're looking at uh, Longer, I feel, being the only ruck that's probably worthy at Saints now that um, Hickey has gone. Leaves to switch it between the two. He's cheaper. He can get you the odd hundred. And I'm just hoping he gets a couple of hundreds in a row to spike his price so I can then see you. Oh, look at that grab. See you See that grab? Oh, get out. <laughs> Stop your highlights, bro. I, I, I'm a big Cruiser fan, just in case anyone was wondering. I do love Mate. He does. Um, he normally buys them by the carton. <laughs> um, the odd vodka cruisers. Um, and of course, so switch it back. Huh? Enough yeah. of cruiser. Come on, Chris. Are we got we done with cruiser? Yeah, be yeah. professional, mate. Get your stuff together. Fair enough. I could just watch this all day. Let's be fair. Um, all right, let's head on back. Um, so the other one, and a big conjecture over is Nick Newman. So I am not on the train yet. Um, I don't think that Nick Newman. He may not even play round one. Like there's everyone's like, oh yeah, well you know, Docky's down. Nick Newman straight in, bang. Um, he might not even play round one, but he might not be the option that they, they look towards. Chris, so, well, you think he will play round one? He went from being in and out of Sydney, who were a good side. Yep. Now he's at Carlton, <laughs> as if they're not going to play him. He could play on the wing, he could play in the midfield, he could okay. play out of defence. Carlton are going to use him. Potentially. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. They've got Someone has to Tom Williamson as well, who could slot straight into that role. Um, yeah, who knows what they're gonna, what's going to happen there? But I don't think personally that that's going to happen. That's just my opinion. Um, look, last four games of the season, he averaged ninety one point five. What's a pass? Like, if you do pick him, what's a pass mark? What do you think he can average? And he's just remember, he's three hundred ninety four k. So it's pretty much around what you would get for Zach Williamson. Oh no, I Zach wouldn't Williamson. be. I wouldn't be picking him in standard. Uh, I think Nick Newman probably go an eighty seven average at best. 87, 88, 87, 88. Yeah. Okay. So draft. Draft looking definitely at not, not standard. top 10 material, right? Not standard, no. Not top so 10. So he's a stepping stone then? Correct. Oh, I wouldn't it's start him in expensive standard. Expensive stepping stone. I wouldn't start him in standard. That's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So for standard, you, like, and draft. a lot of people have him in standard. A lot of people. I think he'll be a, a very highly percentage player. Um, Problem had, is, he has a high ceiling, which he might get. He does have a high ceiling. But then Carlton, they generally, you know... Yeah, it's not a simple. I think it's fair that he averages eighty five. I just don't know if that's good yeah. enough to have him warranted in a standard team. No, so uh, that's that's just what I said. Draft like eighty seven, eighty eight at best yeah. for me. So yeah, eighty five is reasonable. Like I'm hoping from a ninety five from Zach Williams. Yeah, like that's ambitious, but I think that he could do it. And he's what thirteen k more. If you, it, I think if you're looking at that someone around that price, 
unless you're going a super cheap midfield like defense yeah. where you've got you know Harris Andrews Witherden uh, Nick Newman Williams I think Newman has to be 100k cheaper to, to be viable yeah um, and look, the only other thing I've got here is uh, ones to watch. Um, I, I will watch Zach Fisher heavily in the preseason of JLT and see his form and what role he's playing because I think that he could be a breakout and he's at that price where you could potentially select him. Um, Tom Williamson, again, 189k uh, defender. Uh, if he gets the nod ahead of Newman, he'll be locked into my side um, for round one. So we'll have to see how that goes. Um, and I've just put down here players to avoid Dale Thomas. So I think um, I know he re-signed for an extra year, but I don't think he'll be playing many games this year. Is he uh, defender status now? Um, I, I think because he know. played, he played Someone. a lot of defence. So I think you're right. Um, I think it would be. I'll have a look. So we've got here we go. Yeah, Dale Thomas defender. Yeah. yeah. So even then, for draft, I wouldn't even be that interested. I would fair call. I would avoid um, Dale Thomas. Yeah. Now, yeah. if he if they don't cho- choose to play Williamson. Or um, what's his stupid name? Nick Newman. Then <laughs> and they play t- Dale Thomas ahead of both of them. Maybe draft. Maybe. Yeah. But maybe. I'm 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 avoiding it all costs. Um, and the other one to avoid is Ed Kerner, the biggest burn man of all year. <laughs> Ed Kerner still provides draft value, but the problem is, is that you know he he still averaged like a hundred. So you know you might get the better end of it, or you might lose out. Um, yeah. So it's it's a tough one to really notice. So yeah. So Swizz on uh, on his rucks. How long um, the pie's going to take? Not long because I'm doing it, Swizz. On on how he rates the rucks, he said Grundy, then Gorn, Nank, Goldie, Cruiser Longer. That in order in terms of how he's ranked them. Nank. Which is, that's fair. Goldie, Cruiser. I, I really, I like I'll, go, I'll go Goldie over Nank. I think Nank's got a, another gear and he's young. He's only 24, turning 25. Yeah, but he runs out of gas. Nank doesn't have a tank. Um, no, it's but that's not necessarily the case. The, the, pro- the problem with um, Richmond, especially this year, is that when Nank went off, they had no option. Yeah. They're playing Sean Green. Well, now Nank. what are they going to so do? So he had to play 90% time on ground. Well, now what much. are they going to do? I don't know. Maybe uh, Tommy Lynch can get in there. Oh. <laughs> Specky. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway. Anyway, that's signing us off from the Carlton Podcast. Signing us Again, off. Again, if you want to catch us on all of our socials, um, facebook.com forward slash SC Insider. Uh, Twitter is at at SC insider underscore insider underscore. Correct. Um, and we're now on all major uh, podcasting channels as well as Twitch and YouTube. Yes, happy so days. Uh, so next we'll do Collingwood and uh, that will be me because Chris will be muzzled. <laughs> Thanks, I think guys. I said that last time, but with Carlton in. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, exactly right. Catch you the C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been